Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spiegel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel. Hey there, this is Andy. Before today's show, I have a quick question for you. Are you currently using Google Paid Ads to grow your e-commerce business? You know, those Google Shopping ads, Google Search ads, or even Google Remarketing ads? Well, if you are, then you will be interested in an all-new video training that I filmed that details the number one strategy for growing your e-commerce business using Google Paid Ads. What's this number one strategy, you ask? Well, you'll have to check out the video, but I can tell you the strategy works and the video is absolutely free for my listeners. Type in www.makeeachclickcount.com forward slash video and check out the recent video that I filmed that details the number one way I use to grow my private clients' e-commerce businesses using paid Google ads. Again, the URL is www.makeeachclickcount.com forward slash video and it's absolutely free to watch. Now, on to today's show. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. And today we're happy to welcome our next guest to discuss a topic of what it takes to grow your e-commerce business. A former online marketing leader at a top advertising firm, he has personally helped corporations direct millions in online advertising dollars to generate profit. He is an expert in online marketing, strategy, operations, and technology, and the founder and CEO of Yale Consulting. I'm sure I butchered that, but we'll get it right in a second. Say, <laughs> say hello to Lior Krolowitz. Hi, Lior. Hey, Andy. Great to be here. Hey, uh, Yale Consulting, how do you pronounce it? Yale. Yale. Y-A-E-L Consulting. Yes. Now, before we dive into today's topic, which is what it takes to grow your e-commerce business, let's first hear your backstory and what ultimately led you to doing what you're doing now? Sure. So uh, I started as an analyst back in a uh, kind of startup company in Los Angeles uh, over a decade ago. Um, second person in the marketing team helped them grow. They sold and ultimately moved to an agency to specialize in what I do. And as I was managing clients, million-dollar-a-month accounts, all this stuff, mm -hmm. I loved what I did, but I wanted that deeper connection to the client. I just loved that win. And with big companies, I didn't feel that intimacy. So I started my consultancy and used those best practices for small to medium-sized businesses and really just partnering with them and enjoying seeing them grow, seeing their appreciation. And it's a lot more fun for me that way. And how did you get into this industry? How did you first get hooked up with, with that marketing agency you started with 10 years ago? Sure. So, so originally about that first startup I, I started with, Hotlook, uh, I was second person in the marketing team, and they said, here's Google Ads, and uh, figure it out. And I read a lot of books, seminars, and just a lot of 
Legwork and Reading, uh, Brad Ged's seminar. I did one of those. That was really good. Um, and a lot of experimentation. Um, being an analyst at heart, getting into the numbers and understanding how it interacts with the marketing and how it affects the business ultimately. Um, just really was, was true to my heart, what I enjoyed doing and, and seeing the success come through. And your company, y'all, 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 one more time. <laughs> Yael, Yael, Yael Consulting. Yeah. Where, where did you get the name for that? Um, actually, Yael is the name of a, uh, a military unit that I was in. I was in special ops uh, many, many, a lifetime ago. Um, that was the name of the unit. So it kind of was near and dear to my heart. And it's also the first, uh, the name of my firstborn, uh, my daughter. Oh, wow. Okay. Yael. Yeah. Well, that's definitely near and dear to your heart then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, yeah, yeah, now you're, you're a consulting company. It specializes go. in Google PPC, much like I do. So I'm excited to have you on the show today so we can compare some notes and what we're seeing. But, but before we do, I wanted to, to talk to you about a case study that you presented that I had read. And yep. in this case study, you described how you took monthly sales of a company from 20,000 to 300,000 in just 30 days. It's amazing. Can you tell listeners a little bit about this case study? Sure. So first of all, it was coming to actually a half a million uh, for the first month. And the way was that someone referred to me and he said, I want to do PPC marketing for my company. Mm-hmm. We're doing about $16 million offline uh, a year, but only 20000 online. So the fact that we're proving business, I asked him, you should invest a lot more into PPC because it has potential. And as the old story goes, he said, you know, we tried other companies, a lot, not a lot of trust in this kind of thing, even though you referred. I said, I'll even pay for it because he wanted to spend like $2,000 a month. I said, I'll even pay for it. And the website was messed up and all this other stuff. So I uh, partnered with a couple of my friends that did uh, conversion optimization and a programmer. We built them a new website. And back then, I think it was like about five years ago when Shopify was really starting to pop, we used Shopify. And with the right website and the right marketing, um, and my, we invested our money. We just started putting $100 a day at work, $200, $300, you know, doubling down until um, spending about $10,000 a day in marketing, and the sales were half a million. And we stopped wow. there because he said, we can't fulfill. <laughs> Slow down. Uh, so we ended up slowing down, and when fulfillment caught up, we got up to a million dollars a month in sales. Wow. Now, that's not typical what you do, right? You're you're not redesigning the websites. You're you're more just handling the paid ads, or or is that typical? So, in the beginning, I try to stick more to my guns of what we knew that know the best is you know Google ads. But nowadays, if we go on a site and we see something's broken, or you know the heaven doesn't make sense, or something's messed up and responsive of the site, we just either take care of it if we can, you know, to give us access, or just give them some tips to make sure it works because ultimately we want the PPC to be successful. And if the website isn't, uh, I always say we can bring a horse to water, can't always make him drink. So <laughs> helping tweak up the website uh, helps that funnel come through. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's only so much you can do as far as you can drive perfect traffic coming from great search terms, but if conversion is poor, it's That's just right. not going to be successful. Yep. Now, do you specialize more in e-commerce or home services or lead generation or all of them or or where where does your where does your consulting company really specialize? 
Sure. So in e-commerce, um, you definitely do well because a lot of the data is there to kind of get the tracking and, and, and know what, you know, analyze and figure out the right angles. Um, also in lead generation, B2B, also B2C uh, lead generation. Home service is a bit tricky. It's very niche and a lot of tricky, weird things going on there from competitors clicking each other's ad when there's high CPCs to Google Home Services. Um, we do that as well, but I'm quite selective when it comes to home services. Everything else, uh, e-commerce, Legion, uh, B2C, B2B, all, now, all that wheelhouse. Now, speaking of competitors clicking ads, do you recommend your clients use any sort of click monitoring service like a PPC Protect or – yeah, actually, I, I use Clixies. Um, okay. Yeah, I found out about them a few years ago, and I actually reached out to the CEO, and very, very nice guy, honest, great person. And uh, actually, as part of our service, we pay for it for all our clients. I just pay as an agency and our clients, so we just add it in as part of the service. Okay, great. Now, I also see that you manage Facebook ads. Is that for all those different kind of businesses, the e-commerce, the lead generation, the home services, or, or no? Yeah, it's all across the board. A lot of that case study was done with Facebook ads, and since I invested my own money and was successful, uh, we added that as a service uh, back then. Uh, with, we primarily use it for remarketing out the gate, dynamic remarketing, regular remarketing for lead gen, um, and we do some expansion um, as well. Since Facebook relies a lot of, on creative, and we don't have creative in-house right now, mm-hmm. we don't dig too much into it, but we, we pretty much – uh, do it all on uh, Google Ads, Microsoft Ads, and Facebook. Watch the data and invest where we get the best return. Now, how do you find Facebook ads perform for your e-commerce clients? It's 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 tricky. Um, I think the fact that it's um, a lot of a black box. You know, I'm used to Google Ads where you know every lever and what it does and how it affects. No matter how tricky it is, you understand. And you have a lot more control. Um, whereas Facebook, it's more of put the creative and let the black box do its thing, and it's going to be inconsistent at times. Um, so it's sometimes it works great in that sense, and sometimes it's disappointing. But uh, have you found that different verticals perform better than others? Not really. I don't focus on it as much in that sense to find such disparity, but between the uh, different industries. Um, yeah, I can't think, can't, don't think so. Now, what about running ads specifically for e-commerce using YouTube? Have you um, experimented with that? I haven't done too much with that, honestly. Um, a lot of the budgets that we work with, most small businesses, they're at the point where they're scaling up and our focus has been more on direct response. You know, they're looking for something, get the get right in front of the right person, make optimize it. Some of our clients started growing to scale the size of getting their name out there, exploring more, but it's definitely something we're looking into more uh, now that, you know, Facebook is a little trickier looking at that. So you're more concentrating on the Google ads, such as the shopping and the search ads? Correct. Okay. Now, speaking of that, (laughs) leads me into the next question. So Google has really been pushing over the last, you know, 18 to 24 months, their automated programs, Mm -hmm. including Google smart shopping. What has your feeling been regarding Google smart shopping? Um, It definitely performs well when we launch it. Um, 
I don't like the fact we don't have much control. Probably sucks in some brand terms in there, et cetera. But I usually build out a um, manual shopping campaign in mm-hmm. certain ways, put a shopping campaign in certain ways. And if the performance shows that smart shopping is doing much better, I just go with that. Um, let the data you know, tell the story and, and, and guide us. Now you're not worried about where the ads are appearing or, or not being able to add negative keywords or, or some of the other drawbacks that come with a Google Smart Shopping campaign? Yeah, it, it, it pains me that there isn't much control, but if when I run the manual campaign side-by-side side with the Smart Shopping, I'm optimizing the manual one. And if I can beat it, um, then I just go with the Smart Shopping. And there's, there's talk out there that Google gives preference to the smart shopping or the automated ones or, you know, dynamic ads and things like that. So without getting too into it or thinking about too, too much about it, I say, let me do side-by-side tests. If it's doing better, great. I'll just go with that. No, that makes sense. Now, their automated bid strategies for those manual uh, campaigns that you do do better, do you use Google's automated bid strategies or are you optimizing those manually? Uh, good question. So I prefer using um, manual bidding. That's much more control. What I, I found that the other ones are very tricky. Um, you know, when you do target CPA, you might if you look at the search terms. You might see that some, you know, so you set it to fifty dollars cost per conversion. Your target CPA, and you'll find things converting at ten dollars. You know, and then other things overspending and wasting money. So you land your fifty. So it's really hard to find that right. So Google will deliver that 50, but not in the most efficient way. Um, same thing with ROAS, sometimes little tricky things when you dig deep into the data. So, but at the same token, we bid manually. And every so often we feel like we reached a good equilibrium with performance. Mm-hmm. We say, let's just give it a, a test. Test one campaign um, with, man, with automated bidding. And if it outperforms our manual, great. So... Well, I like I like the fact you're always testing. That's uh, a great uh, philosophy. Now, I see you also you offer Google Ad reviews. You know, when when you or your team does these reviews, what what are some of the major cost wasting gaps that you might see? Ah, great. Yeah. So I I've been doing I do hundreds of audits myself a year, um, and a lot of it is the first thing I always check is saying is the conversion tracking. Oftentimes, people have conversion tracking, and it's not tracking the right things. I've seen people be tracking uh, just clicks. So they're saying any visit to my site is a conversion. Well, every click is is your site, but then they're optimizing based on that, which doesn't really mean anything. Or they're optimizing to five, you know, 10-second phone calls or um, just things that don't even know what they are in there. So oftentimes when I go to the segment and click conversion and see the different types, I ask them, do you know what each of these are and do you know that they're accurate? More or less. You know, I'm not perfect, but at least 10, 20 percent uh, within what you know of your business in the real world uh, offline. And oftentimes the answer is no, and that's where it gets tricky. So they have incorrect conversions and they set maximize my conversions or automate, mm-hmm. and then it just Google going wild on the wrong things, and they're, I'm like, that's why it's not working. Um, the, so conversion tracking is the main thing. The other one is, is broad keywords. Uh, I mm-hmm. think people don't really understand yet how it works exactly and how broad it can get and match to whatever it wants. And then, of course, the combination of broad keywords and automated bidding, it's just a, 
<laughs> when you show the client that exactly what's going on, it becomes very clear whether it's, why it's inconsistent and not giving them the results you're looking for. Now, I think you kind of hinted to this a bit, but if there's somebody out there, they're a smaller company and they can't afford really to take their advertising, they, they need to do it in-house. Mm -hmm. What are some top ways that you can suggest for somebody to optimize their own Google Ads campaigns? Sure. The first thing is to make sure you're tracking the results you want. It's e-commerce. It's easy. It's a sale. It's revenue. Even pull it in through there. Um, and then if it's lead generation, making sure you have that part correct. And if you're not exactly sure technically how to do it, I'm sure there's people out there that can help you figure that part out specifically. But once a conversion tracking is in place, then you can see how Google Ads is contributing, adding value, right? Conversions actually means value. You know that for a fact. Uh, and then from there, having a very solid structure, um, granular is – again, there's also many ways of doing this, right? I would never go as far as SCAG or those, those things, but having themes. So if, you're, so if your business offers – if you're a plumber and you offer like uh, you know, four different types of services – just have a campaign for each. That when you log in and high level, the first thing you see is campaigns. You can see how much money you're investing in each campaign and how much conversion is coming out of it. And then you know, if you're a small business, how your business feels. Like, yeah, I did book five jobs for leak repair. And I'm seeing most of the money go there. That feels about right on the high level. Mm -hmm. When you do it on the ad group level, the odds of you start clicking in and remembering it's leaked there and then there's another leak in the other campaign, it, it's, it's just – it gets complicated and it's not going to be harder to, it's going to be harder to manage. So I advise look high level at your business. Oftentimes, you know, old school is just look at your website and how you break it down, your menu. And each of those things usually becomes a campaign and have that structure, get granular in the ad groups, make sure your keywords are using modified broad anymore, right? Uh, phrase match, exact match, the ad matches it like the fundamentals um, have those in place and then just watch where your money is going and make sure that the money you're investing results in the conversions that you actually want that mean something. And that's a good place to start. No, I like those. I mean, that's a, a great tip, especially to kind of look at your website and how that's organized and then to create campaigns that mimic that. And just to, to clear up, you had mentioned, um, skag, Listen, for those that don't know, it's kind of a lingo when it just means single keyword per ad group. Let, let me ask you a question. I um, don't want to get you in trouble here. It's okay. Um, <laughs> so what are your favorite types of clients to work with? Honestly, the best clients are the clients that just want results and don't care about all the – that – I mean, I would take clients that, that – that, one result and trust us, but it doesn't have to be out the gate. Um, a lot of times clients come to us and they're in the first month, they're very, seem agitated, very skeptical because they got burned four or five times before. And I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm fine to prove what we do. Uh, but the ones that really want to show trust and really want a partner and want, just want results. Those that say, I'm okay. If I pay $2,000, I don't care to Google the ad agency, I pay 2000 and I get results. Um, the ones that get sticky are like, well, what percentage of the spend is that for you? And like, you know, um, and they're concerned about what percentage of spend they're going to pay or versus the actual results. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, I would go to a client and say, here's where you're spending 3000 and I show them in the audit within five, 10 minutes, here's why you're wasting, you know, 2000 of that. Mm-hmm. And then I show them how our fees are. Well, what percent is that for you? I'm like, what I just showed you, you can save is twice as much than we charge. So you save, you know, twice as much. So why are you still concerned about that? And I, and if it comes from an innocent place, I just want to understand that's fine. But those who are too caught up in that, um, just gets a little, aren't focused on just getting results and working, partnering with someone. Uh, it's a little more challenging. So your agency, you charge fee-based or is it a flat fee-based and not flat fee? Uh, we do it by tiers of spends, like zero to 5,000, okay. five to 10. That way we can maneuver within that certain range. You know, and we say go from four to 5,000, nothing for us, just really for you. You know, we really feel mm-hmm. this potential. Now, when you start with a, with a new client, how do you first define goals of that customer? So I ask them, what do they want to achieve? What's the pain point? What is the issue they're facing right now? Um, and then I make sure I can have the conversions in the advertising account um, reflect those goals. If they want to increase a, you know, a certain dollar amount or sale, make, make sure I'm covering revenue, I'm pulling in revenue into the account. They want a certain type of leads and make sure I'm tracking that in the account. Um, and basically I tell them within 30 days, right? We do everything month to month. First 30 days, for 30 days, you should see a difference. And that's why I do the audit as well, because I want to make sure I actually see the value. I can see where we can add value so we can make changes. And, off, and, and it happens sometimes someone comes in with a budget of $500 and I just say, hey, we can't really help you here, but here's a few things you're doing correctly. Here's what I recommend. Or even on the audit, just tweak a few things for them to get them you know, set on their way. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody is looking around, they've not happy with their experience with a current agency or, or they've never used an agency, but they've gotten to the point where they need somebody, an expert to really take it over. What are some tips you can give interviewing agency, looking for an agency, et cetera? Sure. Um, you want to make sure that, you're, that you get to speak to the person that's going to be running your account. That's a great uh, one. Yeah, that's fundamental. I mean, I worked at a large agency, and you get a salesperson, you get a great pitch, sounds great, mm-hmm. and then you get a poor account manager has to deliver on that magical unicorn performance, uh, which is impossible. Uh, so make sure you speak to the person that is going to manage your account. It's okay if there's a salesperson, but have them loop in the account manager. Make sure that the expectations are aligned out the gate so there's no mis- disconnect there. The second thing is I would make sure that they're asking questions about your business. They're really trying to understand what you want as a business and not assume, okay, your name is Joe. You have this business. It's your budget. Here's what we're going to do for you. No, what are your specific pain points? What are your goals? Do you want to grow? Do you want to cut, you know, cut fat and get more lean um, and more efficient, profitable? Um, so when they start asking about your business specifically and getting into the nuances of it, of how you work, that's uh, probably more like more likely to be an agency that's going to go a little deeper um, and, and help you hit your goals. Yeah, no, I love those tips. I love those tips. Now, I also I see on your website that you help companies invest profitably, very key, right. invest profitably in their advertising instead of ever-gambling. That's right. <laughs> I've never heard the term ever-gambling. Can, can you explain that to us? Yeah, I'm still working on that trademark, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, because I think like broad match, when you have one keyword matching to 500 terms, when you increase the bid on that one keyword, you're really in 
gambling that you're going to get more of the right terms. That's not going to happen, right? You're going to get the cheaper terms. So getting more control over your account, knowing where your money is going, making sure that you're getting – that your account is aligned with your leads. Even when a client – we make sure that the conversion tracking is tracking leads. When we start with a client, when they get a lead, we call them up and say, hey, you got three leads today. Were they good leads? I want to make sure that, right? Because oftentimes people think that they're, because there says one, zero, you know, one, two, three conversions in Google, that means it's good for the business. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes leads are not uh, very good. So we make sure that, yes, those are good leads. And if they weren't, you try to ask why. And making sure that your advertising, that whatever the value is shown there, reflects real value in the real world, right? Bottom line, mm-hmm. that's how you make sure it's profitable. Now, I also see that you have some custom SEO services that you offer. What, what are those services, and how have you found that SEO has changed over the last 10 years? Sure. So, so SEO, I'm going to have a limited uh, speech here because uh, I actually pull in one of uh, our SEO guys. I'm not an SEO expert. We don't offer it to anybody that comes in. Anyone comes in and says, I want SEO, we usually don't really um, – work with them too much for not to because SEO is a tricky thing, right? I mean, give us, you never know how long it's going to take. It's a lot of trust involved. Um, and what we like most often is saying, start with PPC within 30 days. You'll see how we work. You'll see results. We'll see what keywords work well. And then with that trust results and extra cushion uh, budget, let's reinvest in SEO strategy. Um, and we tend to deliver, but in case it doesn't work exactly when we thought because Google's always mm-hmm. changing. At least you know that we're kicking butt on the PPC side, and it's a relationship. So what, what are you doing for SEO after, after that month or so if you do start? Um, I really defaulted our, our SEO guy, David. Oh. A lot of tech, tech, technical audits, you know, um, and then after that, expansion, getting the name out there and okay. all that other fun stuff. Now, how like how – involved do you recommend a client be how do you like it do you like if if they're you know hey this weekend it wasn't as profitable as this been what's going on or or do you prefer them just stay hands off and and we'll talk at the end of the month kind of thing sure that, that's a good question because there's a misconception in the from what i've seen i've been for a decade working with small businesses and there's and there's a theory that says small businesses just want to talk all the time and want to call you up all the time and take up all your time and not pay anything and I found that small businesses have time to talk to you when you're not doing your job. So if we're doing our job, they don't have time to talk to us. Uh, and when they're not, they just have a lot of time to call up and say, what's going on? Why isn't it working? Right? So that's why we tend to move really fast and try to get the results within the first month. That way we know what's going on. Um, oftentimes we're chasing customers and saying, how is it working? I think it's going right. You know, or, or we, we you know, have a time – have a hard time trying to reach them. Um, when we see results not going the, exactly how we want, we proactively reach out and say, hey, we're seeing it's a little slower, and we're doing this, this and this, just so they know. Um, so, I mean, I would like to get as much feedback as possible to make sure we're aiming at the same target, and then I let the relationship kind of be um, iterative. I mean, there's no limit on hours. They want to talk to us. They pick up the phone. You know, pick up the phone. I I answer. So now a little bit about you. So you named the consulting company after your daughter. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And you are you in Southern California then, or where are you guys based out of? 
Yeah, so the so it's named after my daughter and again the special ops unit I was in. Um, ops, right? Yeah, and and that's kind of how I I think about the business being very straightforward, efficient, working together, caring about you know the mission, the goals. Um, and right now, actually in New York, we relocated. Oh, okay. When when did yeah. you guys move there? Uh, a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. And do you, do you have the one daughter or? Oh no, I have three daughters and a son. Daughter, daughter, wow. son, daughter. Yeah. All right. Well, you're you're busy then. You're busy. <laughs> now, do you um do you have time to read? What what kind of marketing books do you like? Um, I like the fundamental one I read in books nowadays. You know, Brad Geds uh, has had a book from a while ago. Advanced. I don't know how up to date it is, but he's definitely a great resource and an amazing uh, part of the PPC world. And then other things is marketing books. Um, Leadership books, efficiency books, you know, processes and and team building things like that. Okay. Now, what what sets apart your your PPC agency from others? That we're very hands on. We're very fast to move, um, mm -hmm. and and it's really no fluff. On what we're doing. I mean, even from from the moment we do the audit, right there and then within five ten minutes. I'm telling you everything we're going to do. Soup to nuts. I'm not holding anything back. It's not hire us and we'll give you the secret sauce. It's here's what you have to do. And at the end of the day, it's a lot of legwork. And small to medium-sized businesses, the ones that are fit for us, they, they don't want to do it themselves really. They don't want tools. And all, they just want it to get done and go back to doing what their job actually is. Um, but it's so hard. So I really enjoy and take pleasure of, in uh, you know, working closely with them, delivering results, being on the up and up, no fluff, and enjoying the wins. When a client tells me when it goes from, I'm about to lose my business the last month, and then two, three months later, they're saying, we're going to expand. We're getting a warehouse. We're all just happy in the office. It's like, it's just amazing. It's fun. It's fun to feel like you're really in it with them. Now, how can people learn more about you and work with your agency if they're, if they're interested? Sure. So our website is yaelconsulting.com. Um, you can read up about there, look at the reviews, not just because they're nice, but how we work and how, what they should expect. Mm -hmm. Also call us directly, um, the number on the site and I'll answer. And, uh, we also have some videos on YouTube, actually some tutorials and other things they can learn from. Now, last thing before I let you go, what would you say to a business owner listening right now that says, well, I've been burned working with agencies in the past. And I'm a bit hesitant to take my paid advertising to an outside agency again. Sure. So I would look for an agency that doesn't ask you to commit for too long. I mean, we do one month. And within one month, you might not triple your business or go from 20000 to half a million. But at least you'll see how it's different from other agencies, um, how you will um, get different results or how the communication is. At the same time, some often find the company – you know, some people say it's it's too expensive, or it's you know we're used to paying two hundred dollars a month. But I look at it. But if you look at your PPC and, and advertising as an investment, even like a stockbroker, or whatever, you're not going to pay the cheapest stockbroker to make the most out of your money, right? Mm -hmm. um, so get the pitch. Make sure they're telling you everything they're going to do. Speak to the person doing the work, and limit your risk to a month or so, right? And um, if it feels different than what you experienced in the past, then it's probably worth a shot. Now, before we wrap it up, is there anything I've been amiss in asking you? Um, 
No, I think we I think we covered uh, <laughs> a bunch of it. Well, great. Well, I wanted to thank you again for joining us on the interview. And that is it for today. Remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcast and leave an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding Lior or connecting with him, you can contact him through his website. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business using Google paid ads, request to join the Make Each Click Count Facebook group. I've been releasing some new free live trainings and more will be happening soon. In the meantime, remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.